0: Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics, and Berto. Will Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show today. Please, before we even get started, I want to ask one big favor. I always forget to do this in the beginning. Share, share, share. So if you're on, on YouTube, share it via Twitter, YouTube, however. If you're on Facebook, please share it on your wall. Please share it everywhere you can. I really, really need you to do that so that we can get our live our live version of the podcast with a bit more activity. So please go ahead and share, share, reparte, por favor. Please share it to others as well, no matter where you are. Facebook, YouTube, Tweet, Twitch, Twitter, everything. Anyhow, we're going to have a great program for you today. We demand that we have a great program for you. One, to Norman Reynolds, welcome aboard Folks, I don't know if Norman was here yesterday or here To hear the kudos that I gave him yesterday But Norman and, and, and Roberto and, and uh, um, Al, They took me out for great Indian food I just want to see it Since I see Norman on right now Wanted to say thank you guys For a wonderful, wonderful day Of not only good food But great dialogue That's one thing I have in common With all our members All our supporters All our peeps we have great conversation. Julie Van Astel, welcome, Bridge MCP, leader of, uh, of the PDR Posse. Let me tell you, the PDR Posse, we just got, uh, let me show you, let me see if I can show you this real quick in another screen, because I want to show you what I'm preparing. I told you guys that I'm fixing up the, uh, the PDR Posse, right? And what I'm doing, folks, is I'm creating a if you take a look, let me put, put it on the screen here and tell you what what we're what I'm wanting to do. You know, we just released the book, How to Make America Utopia, How to Take Away the Thing from the... Uh, we went to India's on Richmond, uh, John Carter, uh, India's on Richmond Avenue in town, or oh, well near the Galleria area. Anyhow, um, I want to show you the new website, okay? Actually, I've read the new page on the website. If you take a look, you'll see that we have... Regular menus, now we have something called forums. And under forums, you have activity, profile, notification, messages, all that good stuff. What I did is I'm i created I'm creating a, a, a community at Politics Done Right, the PDR Posse community. And it's going to be, if you notice when you click on friends, it's going to change its view and it's going to show. Right now, I'm the only person in there because I'm just building it right now. But please go ahead, folks. If you're listening right now, go to politicsdoneright.com. And let me just go ahead and put this uh, here and go to you know go to politicsandright.com and click on this stuff here and become a member of, of the politicsandright.com. This is just sort of our new communication thing that I'm going to have under the PDR Posse. Uh, I'm, I'm fixing it up right now. I just wanted you guys to know so that you can start populating it. So just go to politicsandright.com, click on forums, and just go ahead and join the forum. You can create groups. You can do all that kind of stuff in there. What I'm trying to do with our book is eventually have a second edition that includes the things that all of you believe makes a better society. Remember, it's how to make America utopia. Well, I think I know how to make America utopia, but that's me. How do we all point exactly the things that we want to massage into what this society is supposed to be? that is where i want to take these kinds of discussions in the long run but anyhow i'm just building it up now so bear with me as we build these forums onto the website and we're going to try to have our own community and then later on we can put hey this is what our this is what the pdr posse comes out with this is what the pdr posse is talking about so that's that's the goal uh that i'm looking at forums doesn't open yet uh if, if you click on forum can't you get in or Anybody, it, click on it and see if you get in if there's anything that, I, like I said, I just installed it about 1 o'clock this morning So uh, I may have some more work to do and all that kind of stuff on it Anyhow, our program, our program, our program today Welcome aboard Eric Hayes, Bridge MCP, John Cotter, uh, Julie Van Asdel, Norman Reynolds uh, Para ver quién más está aquí Michael Rodden, of course, is here uh, AVQ, also known as Nanette Bird-Smith, welcome aboard and let's start with um, event avery Herod our union specialist. Thank you so kindly all for being here. Michael Rudnan, if, if I should have posted this yesterday. Well, you're posting it now, so it's great. Moral Monday event elevates progressive push for third reconstruction resolution. Huh? What? Moral Monday event elevates... Elevates progressive push for third reconstruction. So, uh, you know, Barbara has been talking about that for a long time. I went and actually I interviewed Barbara on, on that uh, third reconstruction at, Day- at not at Daily Coast, at, at uh, Netroots. There are over 100. I need to get some more of this stuff small because I can't read it all. Let me fix this so that I can get it right. There we go. There are over 140 million people who are poor, low wealth, or just one emergency away from economic ruin in the United States. Uh, Pramila Jayapal, chair of the Congressional Progressive Caucus, said in a statement that poverty exists because we allow it to exist in the wealthiest country in the world. 140 million people are poor because we have chosen to allow it to be so. We are a country of 330 million people or so. If 140 million people are poor, that's about 40% or more of the population. Now here's the funny thing about it. We're saying those are the people that are poor, right? But much more than half of this population are the potential poor, the possibly poor. Let me give an example. You are you 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 bought your home and even if you paid off your home and all's going fine and you're working, you can pay your bills just fine, and you get a stroke. You're, you had a little bit of health care, but uh, as it turns out, you find out that in as much as we have Obamacare who said there was no rescission and all that kind of stuff, that there is so much that it doesn't cover. You're suddenly bankrupt. Am I saying that from experience? Almost. Well, You all know that my daughter got a stroke. She's doing fine because she has insurance via the university, the medical school that she's in. And right now, that is still holding fine that she has that coverage. But here's the kicker. She owes a lot of money, of course, her part of the bills that she owes a lot of. And in the long run, I'm pretty darn sure that's going to come back and bite. But let me tell you what was about to do us in. My mother in law got a stroke last, not this last Christmas, but the Christmas before this one. And she was in the hospital. Medicare took care of the bills, 80%. And we are responsible for the rest. She was responsible for the rest. But then it looks like she may have made it, that she wouldn't have died. And we were making all kinds of preparations to put her in homes. And all the kids were getting together. And what we found out is the amount of money each of us would have had to come up with on a monthly basis to take care of making sure she could be comfortable in a home that could take care of her, how, how sick she was, would have hurt every single family financially in such a manner that it would have been devastating. Ultimately, when we were about to move her into her new surroundings, unfortunately, she died. But there was one interesting thing about it, and and I hate, I hate for people to have to go through this thought process. She died... If she had lived, she would have lived a very painful uh, life, but in the process of living that painful life, all of her children would have been hurt financially maintaining her painful life. That is the society that we live in today. That is a society that when you speak to the people on the right about this is why we need Medicare for All, this is why we need a humane society, they seem to not be able to empathize with something that doesn't just happen to progressives, doesn't just happen to Republicans, but happens to everybody or possibly could happen to everybody. Here it is in the span of exactly one year in my immediate family we've had two strokes an encounter with a healthcare system that devastates your personal economy and in that process makes a many or rather makes a select few wealthy because they're transferring your wealth your what you have worked for very hard for decades It's all theirs because what they charge at the end of life can devastate you, can bankrupt you, can—it it is ridiculous. Okay, I just had to personalize that statement with the expectation that telling you that story will give you the impetus when you're speaking to your brothers and sisters on the right. Not to shout at them, not to scream at them, but to give them a a reality can that can also be theirs, because little did I ever know what my reality would turn out to be and continue to be. Michael also say a year after George floyd's death, America is still grappling with police violence and reform. New York has the right idea put into law the police. Use uh, uh, the minimum required force uh, to effect an arrest only as a last resort after the escalation efforts have been exhausted and that once the suspect is subdued, no further force is permitted. It seems like that should go without saying, right? But if you watch cops after there is a chase and after they've subdued the guy, They then take out their anger on the guy. They beat the crap out of you. You ran from me. You did this, and they destroy you. Because their name is police officer. Folks, if you're just joining us, please remember to share these programs. It's so, so, so important. Next one from Rudnin says, New York Attorney General James unveils bill to limit cops' use of force to standard absolute resort. It's kind of insane that such laws need to be codified, as a lot of our police officers are out of control. True. DeSantis signs bill to fine tech companies for banning politicians. It would be funny if Facebook and Twitter temp banned everyone from Florida for just a few days from using their platform with the message, this is Ron DeSantis' fault. That would be interesting, right? Twitter posting 7 today, too much. You are terrible, Michael Rudd. No, actually, if, if, if they make sense to post, post the damn thing. Uh, Julie Van Asdel, I didn't get enough notification until just now. Thank you so kindly for showing up. Bridge MCP, Michael, did New York and qualified immunity last year. Nanette Birdsmith says, hi, Julie Van Asdel. Hi, y'all. Bridge MCP, Mitch. Uh, let's see. Uh, Julie Van Asdel says, I usually get notified a few minutes before 3. Oh. Norman Lernell says, one, two. Julie Vanassel says, has everyone heard about the gunshots this morning at the gathering at George Floyd Square? Yesterday, Georgia Fort was interviewing the father. The six-year-old girl shot and killed and almost got shot, said. Indian food where? Uh, that was on Westheimer at uh, – Rest- no, no, not Westheimer. Richmond uh, near the gallery. I can't remember the cross streets. Right, I know. Near, near Richmond and, and, and Chimney Rock. Near Richmond and Chimney Rock. The place is called India's. All right, let's see. Bridge MCP, there were two separate incidents, and a few days ago, someone jack wagon tore apart the square. Sad. Yeah, Julie, I was watching that interview. Okay, let's see. Two-thirds of people who file for bankruptcy cite medical issues as a key contributor to their financial downfall. Sad but true. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Ashley Willis, my anxiety at mention of my bills, but as I have told my daughter, don't you Ever sit down and have anxiety about bills? Period. Humanity, this is what I preach people humanity first, and family. Humanity and family first. Uh, the bill collectors cannot come and get my family because I am here always for my family and my extended family, of course. So, folks. No, ever, not ever should you sit down. Let me, let me, I want to make this clear to all my people. Look, there are bombs out there. Okay, there are bombs. There are people who don't want to pay their bills. There are people who want to rack up a whole lot of stuff and just live on the, on the, what do you call it? On the take or whatever. But then there are those whose society, because of the structure of society, has really inflicted. The pain on those And you know who always think they're right? The bill collectors But you know who we have proven wrong? Let me let me tell you The amount of fights I've had with bill collectors And, and, and came out and, and one of the things I've always told them You know many of us have platforms And many of us are going to use our platforms To make sure in the long run That you don't get to effect the evil That many of you do On those undeserving of said evil That simple all right, the duck that quacks, Medicaid is not a given. You gotta get a lawyer and fight like hell for it. And let me tell you something else about Medicaid a lot of people don't realize. If you have assets, you know, if you're just starting up a kid, somebody my daughter's age who hasn't built up a fortune or anything yet, uh, there's not a, there, you, there should never be a problem getting Medicaid because you don't have assets, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. However, if you have assets and you go on Medicaid in many states, They'll give you the Medicaid as long as you get rid of everything except your house and your car, etc. But you have to get rid of all, all other assets. But when you die, many a times the state is coming back for you to take it all back. If you want to know why I am so passionate, why I gave up a software company, making money, good money. And let me tell you something. It's not easy. But I realize one thing. Even those people that are making great money that think they're okay, this system can come and slice you in half. I know people who were millionaires one day and bankrupt the other. And not because they spent the million wrongly, but because a wife. I I know this good friend. His wife got bedridden. This guy had over a million dollars in his 401k. Over a million dollars in this 401k, it's all gone. That is our system. At the end of life or at the time you get sick, it is one of, you know, there's, a, and I, I hate, I have a lot of other things to talk about. I, this is an important subject I want you to understand. Um, people don't, don't get that, uh, the medical system. You know, uh, when, when uh, what's her name, Katie Porter She attacked the drug companies. She told the drug companies, you guys are not there to help heal people. You are there as a financial piece, as a financial element. That's all you do. And the guy said, no, 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 no. And she's pointed out, you spend $2.7 billion in R&D. You spend $4 billion in... in fees and you spend 50 billion dollars in, in in transfer in, in, in uh, stock buybacks and you spend another eight billion dollars advert. I'm, I'm sorry four billion dollars in advertising uh, 1.7 in in, in, in um, legal fees and only 2.4 in research and development you are not a research and development company you are a financial company designed to make money off of money off of other people. That is what our healthcare system is. You see, if you have a monopoly in something people have to have, we must have our healthcare. If any of my brothers and sisters break a leg, uh, get a stroke, whatever happens to you, you must use that service. And you must pay whatever they tell you you must pay. In other words, if we decide that you're going to pay more, you will. And if you don't, we send the bill collectors. What I tell you all, folks, remember, disregard bill collectors. And not until they start to talk about going to court, then you start making your case to really bring them down. But anyhow, going back to, to, to the hand, your health, our health care system is a wealth transfer engine. We all get sick. Some of us get really, really sick, and that's the ones that they really, really love. Because you get really, really sick, they got you. And it doesn't matter where you are, they got you. That is why we have to fight so hard. That is why we have to do what we are doing. That is the reason why we have to make a change in the system. And for those who sit back and say, oh, the rich people are going to win all of the times. Oh, we can't make a change. I tell you one thing, you are the problem. You are the problem that give those people who constantly say, I can't, I am going to control you, you give them power. Follow what we are talking going forward. There are more of us than them. And if, just look at the election, 81 verses 74, and half of the 74 was, were deluded, not knowing the truth. please, please share these programs and tell this story and, and personalize this story to your own personal economy because that is how change is made. Never, ever given up. Yvette Avery says, You spoke nothing but truth. We must be prepared. It's hard to be prepared with the current healthcare system in place. Exactly. But what I keep telling you, we have your backs. You know, what I tell my daughter all the time, she has a home. Nobody can hold her hostage. She got a home. And when families and people stick together, we succeed. That is what people have to understand. You stick together, they cannot beat you. We, the people. Lucas 2 says, Egberto hates cops. Should be fun, result in defunding. You whack, you quack. Lucas, too, thank you so kindly for saying that I hate cops. I don't. I hate bad cops, though. So you forgot a word. You should have said, not Egberto hates cops. You should have said, Egberto hates bad cops. By the way, there are a ton of them. Don't believe the crap about, oh, they're the exception. No, the exceptions are the ones that really want to do a social service to be nice to you, to really believe that they're working for you. There are very few cops that don't be. When you see a cop says, we're looking for the rights of the cops. We want immunity. No, 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 no. You don't need immunity if you're not screwing people over. So Lucas 2, please, wake up. Eric Hayes, violence is on the rise and see what happens in Texas with the new gun laws. Yeah, the new gun laws, all it does is it makes people more, make, make, make violent criminals into criminals And make criminals into regular people that just had a bad day Because now, you're on the road In Texas, by the way folks, in Texas, anybody can get a gun now You're 20 or 21 years old, go get a gun Go get a gun That's all uh, so and and you know, you get mad, you're coming home, you're mad, you use your gun, if something pisses you off, and temporarily you go blank. It's like temporarily you want to hit somebody, but you realize we are human, we don't do those things. But when you've already used the gun, that's over. Our Texas Republican leadership they are crooks, they are evil crooks, they won't give our Texans health care but they'll give them the ability to get more guns, which is going to shoot people who are then going to need health care. We are a warped Republican Party in this state. And you know why? Because enough of us don't go out there and vote. Let's do it, brothers and sisters. Okay, the duck that quacks is on the dole. (laughs) Eric Hayes says, takers and creators, Egberto, let me tell you who the takers are in this country. The wealthy are the takers. The plutocrats are the takers. The, the 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 and those capitalists that all of us like to say, oh, look at what Donald Trump has achieved in life. Look at what Bill Gates has achieved in life. Look at what Jeff Bezos has achieved in life. You know what they have achieved in life? The great ability to use the services of everybody else and profit from it. Again, reframe what you have learned reframed what you have learned. Uh, Again, let me personalize again. I had a company, Willie's Computer Software Company. Look it up if you'd like to. I created every single one of those 20-something products, software products. I wrote them. I wrote the software, debugged the software, wrote the books. I did everything. I then sold it. And even in doing that, in making a profit from doing that, I felt guilty for the amount of money that I And like I said, I created the product from scratch. I wrote the books from scratch. Everything that went ahead into those products from scratch. And there was a guilt feeling in how much I could, there's one particular product I could cost, I could charge $10,000 for. And I realized certain concepts about capitalism as I did these things. Oh, wait a minute. Where did you get the knowledge to be able to make a change into Windows and MS-DOS that Microsoft didn't have that allowed you to get Boeing and all these other companies to want this product to make a whole, to, to, you know, to test an airplane, electronics, etc. Oh, wait a minute. I got it from the University of Texas at Austin where I learned programming. No, no, where I learned engineering. I taught programming myself, but I learned engineering, which gave me the process of develop, you know, the process to do things a particular way. Oh, and... Who paid to build all those structures at the university? Oh, you did. All of you people. All of you that are watching me. You guys, thank you. You guys made me an engineer. You guys created the bottom line that made me. Thank you. How many plutocrats go and tell everybody, thank you for giving me the platform that allowed me to do that? You see... They want to say, I did this. They didn't do shit. Sorry for the word. I didn't do shit. Again, sorry for the word. We did. We did. We have to start thinking that way. This individualistic and Randian method of thinking is what screws us. And for people like my brother Eric Hayes, who is in awe that we may take 50% of the marginal tax rate on the wealthy, we should be taking 90% of the marginal tax rate on, on the wealthy, if not more. Because it's not their money. We made it for them. But we have such an enslaved mentality that we don't see it. They've so indoctrinated us. That we don't see We are just antiseptic slaves Okay? If you look at how slavery worked And how Bezos made his billions Please tell me th- the difference Except the whip Please tell me the difference Except the whip But when you've been indoctrinated in school And they don't teach all these things in school anymore How do we get there? All right, Julie Van Assel, veterinarian care is just as bad as human health care, I can imagine. Uh, the difference between left and right, left want to tax spend on the needs of the people and on infrastructure investment with the tax burden and the qualified mega corporations. The right wants to know taxes for the rich and don't recognize the harm comes from corporate... Exactly right. The duck that quacks sad, they aren't too many Dr. Jeffs around. Eric Hayes, here are the new bill collectors. Uh, uh, again... Eric Hayes, you're, I mean, I, and I say this, Eric, you know I respect you, I like you, but that, by, by having an article titled that, by you telling me the bill collectors are now Warren uh, because she wants people to pay more taxes, I said that the enslavement of your mind thus far has been successful. I hope that I'm providing the necessary cotton pliers to unchain your mind. I hope I am able to somehow impart something. Or or the brothers and sisters that are following, the brothers and sisters in the room will be there to assist you to clip those chains as well. Garrett Warren, our entire system is a wealth transfer system. Thank you, Garrett. You get it. Uh, Michael and Eric Hayes, finally we have some agreement. Elizabeth Warren wants to triple the annual IRS budget to go after wealthy tax cheats. The wealthy have been avoiding their tax burden... I've been avoiding your tax burden to the tune of $7 trillion. Uh, Let's see what else. Uh, My doctor of 31 years came after last month for 40 cents. Yes, 40 cents after 31 years of paying my bills on time without fail. And it's not your doctor. It's the financial company your doctor hired to do it. And if you don't pay that bill, then they are going to give you that $15 surcharge on that 40 cents bill. Be careful. And what I, if, I, if you want to make a case, right, you wait. You, you don't pay the 40 cents. You let them charge you the 15 or $20 surcharge, and then you bring it to me, and we'll make a, a national story out of it. I love to do that to these people. Like, Berto, there is no minimum age to possess firearms under Texas law. Texas law generally prohibits intentionally or knowingly selling, renting, leasing, or giving or offering to sell, rent, lease, give, I'm glad that you found that. You just taught me something, Michael Rudden. Like I said, I have the smartest and the most resourceful people who follow this show. So please make sure you share it and let other people see it as well. I paid 40 cents using my credit card. How sick is that? Actually, you're going to find out that the credit card, that that person who collected that 40 cents is going to pay more than 40 cents in the credit card fee to collect that 40 cents. It's crazy. Norman Reynolds, takers, a credit card company with a 25.9% APR when the cost of money is close to zero. Makers, hardworking teachers and sanitary workers. Student. Exactly, Norman. Perfecto mundo lo conseguiste exactamente lo, como lo temes tienes que decir. Exactly right. AVQ says that's usury and he's right. Everett Herb, no apologies. Egberto Curson, no apologies needed. <laughs> I am going to try to. I may cut it out. I don't know. You know. I try to be. I try to be. I'm very civil in on radio. I try to be. Uh, Egberto passed calculus. I'm impressed. Flunked it four times for 16th semester hour of five. Uh, hey man, I actually got an A on cal- on all my calculuses. I got an A, but I tell you what, really dug me in. Diff EQ, differential equations. That sucker hard because it's not mathematics. It's actually memorizing a whole lot of. Possible solutions to types of formulas. That one, I think I got a B in, or maybe that was my first C. I don't remember. One or the other. I don't remember. But it was only downhill from dear brothers and sisters. All right, breed the duck that quack. The time clock is new whip. Yes, baby. The time clock is the new whip. I got me the smartest people around. All right. The marginal tax rate for high earning individuals or families in 1980 was 70%, and that's too low. That is the exact reason Texas Republicans don't want our teachers to teach hysterical truth. Exactly, John Cotter, exactly. John, Julie Van Astel says, I don't think she's there. Just replay for this morning, I believe. Okay, let's see. Let's continue. Man, I got, I just love doing... You know, I kind of prefer answering and, and talk, putting out there what you guys are talking about. I do have a couple of videos to show you. And I had a topic for today, which is what Republicans are doing it. But I still think I can get that in the, in the last 25 minutes of the show or so. All right, let's see what else we're, we're having here. Breach says, oh, Diffie, oh, hateful. All right, the first thing I want to show you is right now the Republicans are trying on, on their networks, right, their line, they're trying to make it look like uh, somehow um, Joe, President Joe Biden is feeble. Look, I have problems with Joe Biden but i think joe biden is t- turning out to be a much better president for progressives than i expected him to be and 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 i really thought he was going to be just a regular moderate centrist okay it's turned out a lot better i have already copped to being wrong as far as what i thought he was going to be i was wrong period but the right they're trying to make it seem like he's not running some aloof guy and uh you know they constantly put that out and The reason they constantly say that is the expectation that the mainstream media will pick that up. And in picking that up, what then happens is that they want to minimize him so that whoever comes after, Republican that comes after, in as much as they're likely to be deficient in what they want to do, they'll be wrong. Check this out and then we'll take it on the other side. There's a narrative out there that The Republicans like to push. What it is, is because uh, Joe Biden is sort of this folksy guy that everybody tends to like, they can't bust that armor. So what they're trying to do now is to make it look like all these things emanating from the administration is from somewhere else. Those underlings are really pulling his strings. He's really a puppet driven by the progressive front. He's all these things, but... It's not Joe Biden. We know you love Joe Biden. It's okay to love Joe Biden. But remember, those things that are emanating out of that administration is really not from him. So don't like it even though you like the man. Well, you know what? Jen Psaki did a great job in sort of dispelling that theory by letting it be known that, no, this man is in command. And when he picks up the progressive mantra, he's doing it because that is what he knows is right. And where he has disagreements, we find it out. But anyhow, check this out. On
1: infrastructure, Republicans today are saying that in their Oval Office meeting with President Biden two weeks ago, that the president indicated he was comfortable with $1 trillion over eight years. Is that accurate? And secondly, they're also saying that White House staff has since ignored that sort of uh, offer, if that's the right word.
2: Well, let me just peel the curtains back for you here a little bit. I don't know if that's peeling the curtains back, but you know what I'm saying. Um, The president, the proposal, the counterproposal that the president, that our team put forward on Friday was approved by the president, was signed off by the president. Every single detail of that was directed by the president of the United States. He was in the Senate for 36 years. I can promise you he does not take a hands-off approach to legislating, negotiating, and determining what kind of counterproposals we should put forward. Now, we put forward a counterproposal that – reduced the, uh, that cut the price tag by $550 billion. We felt that was a good faith effort. And we look forward to getting a counterproposal back from the Republicans, which we've seen they've conveyed, uh, we expect to get later this week. And we certainly look forward to that. At the same time, I will say that we expect this week to be a week of progress. Uh, We know tomorrow uh, the uh, Energy and Public Works Committee, uh, under the leadership of Chairman Carper and Ranking Member Capito, is marking up the surface transportation bill. Uh, That's a $303 billion infrastructure bill that is a great uh, down payment, It's very much aligned with the President proposal and initiatives. We expect the Senate to finalize an agreement on the Innovation and Competition Act this week. This is a proposal led by Leader Schumer that will make an important uh, investment in research and development. And again, we expect to get a counterproposal later this week. I'd say that's progress. That's legislating. That's negotiating. That's compromise uh, certainly happening.
1: Just to real, quick, real clear, this is the $1 trillion that was not mentioned in the Oval Office.
2: I'm not going to read out any more specifics of a private conversation, but I will just reiterate that the proposal put forward last Friday that we put out transparently to all of you that uh, that brought the price tag down by $550 billion was uh, directed, signed off on by the President of the United States.
0: That is why it is so important to have a good spokesperson a good press secretary one that's not gonna let the undertone go unnoticed in other words many others would have left that portion where the when the questioner asked when the when the report asked um it, it, they the, the republicans are saying that biden was going to give them a trillion dollars but they, he biden was completely ignored by his people And that, if she had ignored that, it would have metastasized in people's minds that there is Joe Biden, yes, he wants to do the good thing, yes, he wants to be of good assistance, but they won't let him do it. And he's not in control, making him an impotent president, ultimately, as much as you like him, that is likely to not be the president for long. Again, she does a good job in dispelling that fallacy. I love Jane Saki. Well, by the way, earlier today, I was on, um, uh, I was on the Tom Hartman show. I did a, a, a little stint at the Tom Hartman show. I'm going to play that. But before I play my stint at the Tom Hartman show, let me go ahead and put in my request. Folks, if you are just joining us, if you are on YouTube, please click that join button and become a member. Become a member of our PDR posse led by the one and only Bridge MCP. Please also, people, remember we have this cup. We have this cup. After you click the join button, consider getting our cup. I just placed the link in there for our cup, and many of you have already gotten it. Here are some of the pictures of you who've got it. If you are not on YouTube right now, if you're listening on some other network, you can actually just go to politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube, politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube, and Join, become a member of the PDR Posse. Earlier I showed you that we're going to have that forum where we're going to do a whole lot of discussion and all that sort of thing. I hope hope people will join that for a discussion space away from face. The reason I did it there is, People, some people say they like Facebook, they don't. Some people like uh, YouTube, they don't. I figure, well, since the commonality is going to be politics done right, the PDR posse, let me create our own forum. So I'm writing that, or rather, I'm installing that software right now at a website for the PDR posse. So please, if you are just with us, click that join button and become a member. Like the last few days, if you become a member now, I'll copy that. That little box and put it on the screen so everybody can see that you just joined immediately, like right now. So, click on that join button from YouTube. Click on that join button from YouTube to become a member of our PDR Posse. But there are other ways. I need to get a thousand members on PDR Posse. I need a thousand members. We are we cracked 250. Thank you guys so kindly. We finally cracked 250 on uh. On YouTube, we need a thousand members on uh, on on the other one as well. On uh, Patreon, we've only gotten about one hundred and thirty four on Patreon right now. So another way to help us out is to join Patreon, which is politicsdoneright dot com slash Patreon. Patreon is spelled P A T R E O N, P A T R E O N. Politicsdoneright dot com slash Patreon. P-A-T-R-E-O-N uh, you can also, of course, support us via PayPal. Politicsdoneright com slash PayPal, politicsandright.com slash PayPal. You can get any one of our books, and those are the books that you're now seeing on the screen. We have uh, several books that I've written. It's Worth It How to Talk to Your Right Wing Relatives, Friends, and Neighbors. The other book is called um, Come On, Switch On How to Make America Utopia Take Away the Economy from Those Who Did What to It? Those Who who rigged it? And the other one, as I see it, class warfare—the only resort to right-wing doom. You can get any one of those books at politicsunright.com/books. Politicsunright.com/books. But if you want to get T-shirts and all of that kind of stuff—T-shirts, mask, all of that—just click. We have a, a rack there on YouTube that you can get it from. But alternatively, you can get it at our store: politicsunright.com/store. Politicsunright.com/store. Everything that you do. Support what I'm doing here. uh, Like I said, I'm going to have a video of our setup for those of you who've joined the YouTube Posse, the PDR Posse, and show you how I get up in the mornings, come into here, start reading the news, start blogging, cutting videos, all that. I'm going to show you how I do all of that. You know, all those things, boom, that you see. with All of that is done one video at a time, what I do every day, seven days a week, 16 hours a day including writing the books and writing the articles. So that is what you're getting for your support. And what I want is I want thousands of people supporting at very small cost so that we all feel that we have a buy-in and we can all make a difference together. That is what I'm asking of all of us, that let's really go out there and make a difference. Okay, today I was on uh, on, uh, Tom Hartman, and let me go ahead and play that for you, and then we'll take it on the other side.
1: Welcome back. Tom Hartman here with you. On the line with us is Egberto Willis. He is a uh, an activist, radio talk show host, a blogger, a writer. His new book, It's Worth It How to Talk to Your Right Wing Relatives, Friends, and Neighbors. EgbertoWillis.com is his blog. Politics Done Right is the name of his show. And PoliticsDoneRight.com is, uh, is the website for that. You can tweet him at Egberto EgbertoWillis. Egberto, welcome back to the program. It's been a while since we've talked. Um, on the air, anyway, you and I talked on the phone on Sunday. Um, I'm, I'm curious your thoughts on this, this question that I'm laying out, that, you know, America at its, uh, at its birth uh, made two declarations. One, that we can govern ourselves democratically. The second, that all people are created equal and should have equality under the law. That second one, we've never really, uh, until 1965, we really didn't do anything to embrace I'm curious your thoughts on the possibility of America rising above being basically a, a white-run ethnostate.
0: You know, I love the way that you started it, Tom, because the way you brought it in uh, earlier on you said uh, we've accomplished the first part, how do we accomplish the second part? And I think what's interesting about that is while, when the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution was written. I think uh, they really meant what they said, right? All people are created equal. All that good stuff sounded right, but that didn't mean uh, they didn't consider the natives people. They didn't consider uh, uh, black people people. Uh, right. they, you know, they, they deep in their hearts, there was something that didn't make those people people. So they were living to their creed. They just uh, hadn't really considered the others real people. So what I really think is that, um, our, you know, you have to start building not on sand but on rock. That's the kind of things that I learned when I was younger. Mm. So what I really think is that if you get the if you get all people to realize that all people are people, I think it is easier than to have all those tenets realized. So I think that is where, I, I think that is our biggest task. And uh, I think we've accomplished a lot of that, but there's a whole lot more to really let people believe that that is the reality.
1: And, that, and that's substantial. I mean, uh, because I, while there is this debate, it's not even a debate, while the white supremacists are running around going, ah, white people are superior to everybody else, the subtext is not, you know, uh, the bell curve. The subtext is uh, humanity versus inhumanity, is it not? Absolutely so, I mean, and I, and I think that is the important thing. I,
0: you know, on, on a lot of the things that I write on on the show, I always like to tell this little story, right? I have a, I have a black sister that there's a possibility. Uh, this is how I start establishing equal humanity. I have a black sister that there's a good chance that I couldn't give her a heart. But yet, Tom, you as a white person, there's a good possibility that your heart will work in her. So we, that, those are sort of the, the things that you first get around the cultural thing and get around, get into the science thing that first gets the person realizing that sort of thing. And then after that, you can really get into the other things that make us equal. Now, you, you made an interesting point earlier in your show when you said that a lot of people are... Scared of equality because I think they really a lot of people already understand the previous tenet that I brought up but that question that you asked are they going to treat me the way I treated them and to answer that I have always used South Africa as an example where I don't think um, the white people in South Africa who were really really terrible to the natives for a long time i don't
1: see right and i don't see them going through any issues really right not not in a big way i mean there there was some land distribution redistribution that some of them right. were upset about but um but yeah i you know i i think south africa has has uh, although it's still struggling as a democracy and 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 i think the the major struggle in south africa is because when they wrote their constitution Uh, IBM uh, offered them some lawyers to help them out and they wrote into their constitution that corporations are people so they're dealing with an (laughs) oligarchy problem in South Africa. Um, But that's not a racial one you know it's a it's a multinational corporate one. Egberto Willis we we have a little less than a minute left. Um, Your thoughts on how we best bring about this vision in America?
0: Well I think that the most important thing is that we don't lose hope. Mm. Uh, I don't want us to lose hope. I want people to start thinking hey we can accomplish this because you know what, uh, Tom, if you take a look throughout the country, things are not as bad as you see on TV. I speak to many of my Trump voters in this red, very red area where I live, and I tell you what, uh, these people are people. And uh, the truth of the matter is, when you speak to them on an individual basis, you find that there's a whole lot more in common, and I know that's a cliché, but guess what? That cliche is true. So I have a lot of hope, and with the work that you are doing and many others are doing by examining these issues, I think it really makes sense.
1: And you can uh, check out Egberto's conversations like that over at politicsdoneright.com or egbertowillies.com. Egberto Willies, thanks so much for dropping by. It's great talking with you.
0: My pleasure, my friend. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. That's what I did a few hours before I I, I prepared this show here. Um, uh, Tom wanted to discuss, especially today being the day the anniversary of George Floyd. So um, he had he wrote a great piece this morning. Um, I have it. I blog. Uh, he has a daily rant that he blogs every day, and I carry that daily uh, rant on my website as well. So check it out. I, Tom Tom Hartman has a section on my. Uh, on my um, website, com, And I make sure to carry that particular uh, post that he does every day because it's always prescient. This guy is, um, this guy spends, <laughs> I told him on Sunday, hey man, I thought I was the only crazy person that works 16 hours a day. And I said, I, I looked at him and I said, and you know, I need to get some people to help me out. I really, really need some help. And I started, to, you know, we we're talking on the phone and he said, well, Egberto, let me tell you, I have. Six people working for me and I'm still working 16 hours a day. So I guess what that means is as you guys give me a bit more support and I start to get other people to come in and and do different things, I guess I'm still going to be working 16 hours a, a day. But you know what? I tell you something that's important. This work is work we have to do, right? It is work we have to do. Because if we want to make that truly egalitarian society, it's not going to happen. You know, you're, you're going to have those people who continue to mislead people, like like Daniel Leduc, right? There, Daniel Leduc is uh, his mind has been completely infiltrated by the thought process of those who want to make an otherwise good person not appear to be so good. And uh, when we realize that, you know, and that that's the reason I don't go around hating folk anymore right And notice I said anymore this is something that I taught myself if you want to believe if you believe that there are these forces out there that needs to have us at each other's throats, then they win if you hate all those people that continue to attack you I don't I don't. Uh, this is interesting. Daniel Ledo says, Go, Igberto, or no, so Igberto, are you ignorant of what is happening in South Africa or are you willfully misleading? Um, I want to ask you a question. You go ahead and tell me where the power base is in South Africa, then come back and answer a few questions. I know exactly what's happening in South Africa. I have people in South Africa. Thank you very much. I'm in touch with people all over the damn world, my friend. Thank you, Ledo. Please, don't, don't continue to listen. You know what? <laughs> it's funny because I know what's happening. I know what the right wing is doing with South Africa. We can't be like South... Uh, they're scaring white people in the United States. You can't be... Look at what's happening in South Africa. Look at what's happening in what was previously Rhodesia. Oh, my... It is a shame. But that's okay, Lado. Nobody's going to do to you what... Many of, I don't know if your forefathers are, are from here or not, but if they're from here, what they've done. Because that is not in the DNA of people in general. The, the people that are evil has, it's a small amount of folks that have evil DNA. In other words, the kind of DNA that makes you not have empathy. And that's not restricted to any race. That's just restricted to people that have the gene in such a manner that they are unempathetic. Right? Most people are empathetic. Most people have fears and that sort of thing. In your case, I think you're empathetic, just fearful. Um, Michael Ruddman says, Egberto, the more your show grows, the more work you will have to do. Others would say, careful what you wish for, but I'd say, you can handle such adversity as it comes. Thank you, my brother. Love you, man. Love you, love you, love you. E2247, top show preppers, Egberto, Tom, David Packman, Juan Esposito, Norman Goldman, I am honored to be in that group. I love Randy Rhodes. I haven't listened to Randy Rhodes in a long time. I used to listen to her when she was on Air America Radio. Loved her. Okay, let's see who else I got here. Watch you, watch you today. Great show. Oh, you watched you watched it on a – thank you for watching it on um, Tom Hartman. All right, let's see. Michael says the idea that corporations or people have given multinational corporations rights which should be reserved to human beings, and they repeatedly use that in court. To screw humanity. You know, at, while I was on the board of Move to Amend, we had gotten like 30 something, uh, 20 something or 30 something sponsors to the 28th Amendment, which we wrote. Uh, that's all we could get, right? We work on it and we work on it. And, we, and, and it's a constantly evolving thing that we do. Uh, the 28th Amendment, that is. Uh, Michael Rennie says When those in the past didn't consider all people, blacks, indigenous women, to be people, To be equal to them What would you call that? Historical racism I agree I agree I agree And I agree Uh, Let's see what else Am I missing here Uh, Let's see Julie Van Assel I saw the Tom Hartman segment Great Thank you Uh, Who else have we got here Eric Hayes says Narrative That is the whole story In politics and media Peggy Lopez says Saw you with Tom Hartman In South Africa With the constitution Giving personhood to corporations Can a corporation Be charged with murder No here, there is only civil punishments need criminal. You're right. Absolutely so. Come on. Trampolini can't even drive a golf cart, let alone a bike. <laughs> All right. Let's see. La, La Ragosta. Let's see. El Ragosta. Egberto, just discovered your show. Fantastic. Greeting from North Carolina. Bienvenido. Hey, you know, there's one part of North Carolina I haven't been. I want to go to the progressive bastion of North Carolina. It is called... Um, Gosh, it's up there in the mountains. I can't remember the name of it. Help me out, folks. The progressive portion of North Carolina up in the mountains, where it's they tell me it's somewhat like Austin, Texas. Uh, what's the name of that? I can't remember the name of it, although I like Raleigh as well. Raleigh and, and Durham. I, I like Raleigh. Okay, let's see what else have I got here. I think I don't have any more messages, and we're at the end of the show. All I can say is one more time. Please, uh, if you are on YouTube, please click the Join button. Become a... Member, if you don't see a join button, if meaning it, or if you are on YouTube, or rather, if you are on Facebook or some other channel, please kick politicsandright.com slash YouTube, politicsandright.com slash YouTube. Uh, we need about a 1,000 patrons. We're only at number 134 or 135. Please go ahead and go to politicsandright.com slash patron. Patron is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. No, Chattanooga, I think, is in Tennessee. Uh, it is North Carolina. ay ay, ay. It's up in the mountains, uh, and it's a liberal It's a liberal bastion in North Carolina Or You can also support us by going to PayPal, politicsandright.com Slash PayPal, politicsandright.com Slash PayPal And you can go to our store at politicsandright.com Slash store, politicsandright.com Slash store, and get all our Books at politicsandright.com Slash books, politicsandright.com The duck that quacks came through He wins the award, Asheville North Carolina, yes I haven't been to Asheville. I've been to North Carolina several times including I went there for the Democratic convention. I want to go to Asheville and I want to go to one of those coffee shops and just sit down and talk to people. And then maybe meet some folks that listen to the show out there in Asheville. But anyhow folks, we are near the end of the, or we are at the end of the show. I want, let's see. Bridge MCP puts out there WWE Snacks. These are the 10 most liberal cities in North Carolina. <laughs> Man, you guys are so damn quick. Let me see what are the 10. Durham is number one. Uh, then Carborough, Car- Car- Chapel Hill, Hillsborough, Tarboro, Roanoke, Cornelius, Mint Hills, Matthews, Charlotte. Where's Asheville? Come on now. Or maybe Asheville uh, has another name or comprises a whole lot of other things. I'm gonna look it up in a minute. Anyhow, folks, we gotta get out of here. My name is Egberto Willis. I know you guys have where to go. I know you guys, and the internet is a huge place. You can be anywhere, but you're here with me. I am honored. I thank you. Please continue. Most importantly, please, I urge you please share our videos, please share our blogs. Please share our tweets I need you We need you My name is Egberto Willis This is Politics and Right And you know how I end this baby I am what? Out!